0: Wow, what a uh, incredible couple of days it has been for for me to to be here with you You guys. um, I've really uh, truly enjoyed my time uh, with you. I I am, as uh, John shared with you, I I have definitely definitely uh, have been putting on double duty uh, this week, but it's it's all good, and and I will have to uh, catch a flight at. you know, the wee hours of the morning to get back to Orlando. But um, can I just say this? Um, I hope you understand and know that um, you have blessed me probably far more than I could, um, even on my my best effort here these last couple of days, just really kind of being on campus and and interacting with a lot of you. I've I've been been blessed um, in a mighty way. So thank you for um, welcoming me. And accepting me here um, you know as we've we've been uh, diving into God's Word during our summit weekend so it's been it's been a great time for me and so hopefully we will stay connected you know I am periodically on the gram sometimes on Twitter uh, never uh, that often on MySpace anymore but I still have my MySpace page and uh, but but I would love to stay connected with you and so you know Let's let's do that, and, uh, and I'm sure we will see each other soon because I'll have to come back to campus for some other things. But it's been an incredible time, and as we have the last couple of nights, the last two nights, really kind of looked through the this this idea of what does it mean to push the reset button, and we started off on Monday night talking about the control button and how we need to uh, uh, be willing to allow God to take control over our lives. And then last night we talked about the alt button and and when we we talked about the alt button we said there's three things that we know that the alt button means for our lives and those three things really mean that we just simply need to number one just kind of adjust our priorities that was the first thing Uh, and then the second thing we know that we need to do is we need to align our priorities and then number three. Uh, we need to acknowledge the presence of God because I think that it's important that we understand in order for the shift to take place. And the thing I love about the alt button is that's like the halfway point, right? That halfway point and it's like that defining moment when we make the necessary adjustments in our lives. And so tonight, tonight, as we get ready to, to really commit to the reset, to really commit to the process, we're gonna look at the delete button. So I wanna pray for you and, um, and pray for our time tonight. And here's what I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask that for just the next few moments that as I'm praying, that you will begin to pray that the Lord will open you up in a way like never before, that you will remove every hindrance, every burden, every um, distraction or obstacle that will prevent you from hearing from God because it's not about you hearing from me. It really, I am just a vessel that the Lord uses to speak to you. And so my prayer is that as I'm praying that you will pray for yourself that the Lord will give you tonight like never before, uh, a spirit um, to be receptive to his word tonight. Let's pray, and we're going to dive into our time together. God, we love you, and we honor you, and we thank you for being so amazing to us. Thank you for this incredible student body. Um, Thank you for these um, game changers and impactors and influencers of culture. Thank you for these men and women that you have called for a time such as now. Thank you for an amazing school that creates a platform where students have an opportunity to experience your presence, Heavenly Father, in a very real and relevant way. Now, God, as we come to the close of our our summit week, Father, as we we come to the close of this particular moment, I pray that it won't be the end but yet the beginning. And so, Father, as we get ready to dive into your word, I pray that our hearts will be open God, our ears will be open, our minds will be open, and that we will be willing to hear your word, not to hear from Jeff Wallace, but to hear from you tonight. We love you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, When I was growing up, when I was growing up, um, you know, very honestly, you know, my brother, I have a brother who is seven years older than me, and my brother was into all kinds of stuff, and as the baby in the family, you know, I was one who I idolized my my big brother, and and he just kind of, you know, he just kind of ran with the wrong crowd, and so just Because he ran with the wrong crowd, you know, growing up, I ended up running with the wrong crowd because my brother's friends had siblings. And so, you know, we were always hanging out on the block and just kind of cutting up and getting into a lot of things. And then I remember when I really had that real encounter with God and I knew that there was a calling on my life. And, and, and it, was, it was great for me but also sad for me um, at the same time because I realized that in this particular moment, as I was surrendering my life to the Lord, that I was going to have to make some necessary adjustments in my life. And so people that I was very close to, people that um, I saw as family, people that uh, protected me and looked after me when I was growing up, these very people that I've been kicking it with since I was in elementary school, these very people that I consider brothers I had to say goodbye to. Because I was at this defining moment, students, where I had to decide— Am I going to be all in with God or am I going to be all in with Satan? And I recognized that at this defining moment that I couldn't have both. I could not have a a, a real relationship with God and then have a, a real relationship with things or people that were not of God. And it was hard for me. And some of the people that I had to say goodbye to, man, and the people that I had to kind of push my own delete button, if you will, in and, 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 and that aspect of our relationship, it was difficult because my spirit said do it, but my flesh was like, man, that's tough. But can I tell you, one of the greatest decisions I ever made in my life was one of the most difficult decisions. And if you're going to really understand what it means to experience the fullness of God, you got to be willing to make a very difficult decision that will ultimately be the best decision. And so we're going to look tonight, if you will, at what does it mean to push the alt button, and and there is just one verse of scripture that Paul shares that I want to I want to I want to kind of build off of tonight. This passage of scripture is not one that you have never heard before. I promise you that at some point in your life you have heard this passage of scripture. But we want to build off of it uh, tonight and understand what does it mean to push the uh, delete button. And that passage of scripture is found in 1 Corinthians. 13. 13 and 11. And Paul, Paul is sharing here with us. And I love this particular version of the Bible that says this it says, When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. And when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. And he says, listen, when I, was, when I was a child, and Paul, when he's writing this, Paul is writing this in a very reflective state. He's thinking about that time when we first encounter Paul. We, we first encounter Paul in the book of Acts when we recognize that he is an enemy of God. He is a person who is a revolutionary. He is a person who is a persecutor of Christians. And he has not had an encounter yet. He has not had this Damascus Road experience yet. And during this time in his life, this childish mindset, if you will, this is what he's classifying, this childish mindset. Hey, during this time when I was killing Christians, what I did was I thought like a child, I spoke like a child, I reasoned or acted like a child. But when I became a man, what he's saying is when I I had an encounter with God, when I had an encounter with God in a a real way, then I I came into uh, the revelation of, of spiritual maturity, and I gave up those childish things. And if you're going to push the delete button in your life, it starts with this encounter with God of saying, man, okay, listen, now, God, that I've had an encounter with you, it's time for me to grow up. And when I say grow up, I am not speaking of numerically. I'm not saying that, oh, it's time for me to, you know, be, you know, 18, 19, 20. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about from the context of spiritual maturity. And so for everyone in here, if you're going to really walk out of Summit, you know, ready to take on all that God has for you, and if you're going to walk out of Summit and be everything that God has for you to be, then there's three things that you need to delete. Are you ready? Are y'all ready? All right, here we go. Number one, number one, what Paul tells us, he says, listen, you gotta delete childish talk. You gotta delete childish talk, childish conversation. I love what Ephesians 4 and 29 says. It says, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such as, as, as is good for building up As fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And so, if you're going to cross over the threshold from immaturity to maturity, if you're going to push the delete button in your life, if you're going to be the man and woman that God has called you to be, you got to change the way you have conversations. You got to change the way you speak. You got to recognize that your mouth is a weapon. And your mouth is is such where it can either build up or it can tear down. And here in Ephesians, the Bible is very clear. It says, listen, don't let any corrupt conversation come out of your mouth. If it's not edifying the body of Christ, then you don't need to say it. If you can't speak life to people, then don't speak anything at all. And in this this wisdom that Paul is talking about it is a growth thing. It is like, hey, when I'm mature, when I'm mature in my faith, we talked about the whole discernment thing. When I'm mature in my faith and I have this spirit of discernment, I understand what to say, when to say it and how to say it. Have you ever, have you ever um, uh, had somebody come at you sideways and say something to you that it was like, what? You know, somebody say something to you and you just kind of like, you know, you get that face. You know that face like, you know, what? Like, I love Jesus, but I want to punch you in the face face. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and it's like, what you, you know, that's why, that, that's why I don't like and I'm being, this is, this is my own little personal rabbit trail side note. That's why I don't like uh, trying to tell you how I feel on Twitter. Because I don't think you can completely encapsulate how I'm feeling in 144 characters. That's why I don't really like having these conversations, you know, on when, whenever there is something happening. I, you know, you try to say it on Instagram or Facebook. Man, I can't really, I, you know... I, if I, if I have this emoji face, you're going to read into it this way. If I put an explanation point right here, you know, you're going to read into it a certain way. That's why I don't even like text message, you know. I don't, I, I, you know, I struggle when people try to have full conversations with me via text message. Because I, I can't do that. Even the memes don't help me understand what you're really trying to say. And, 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 and when I hear it, when I hear it based on my own filter, I interpret what you're saying to me to be whatever it is. And then I respond to you based on what I interpret th- that I think you said. And that's why it's important that as we, we, we learn how to grow in our faith, that we are wise in the way that we conduct our our conversations or we we are wise in the way that we carry on conversations. And if we're going to be believers, if we're going to be people of faith, if we're going to be men and women who are are trying to grow in our faith, we need to make sure that our conversations are God-honoring and edifying. Now, let me just be honest. You can get somebody told in a God-honoring way. Because I do believe that there are moments in your life if you're having somebody, you know, I believe that iron sharpens iron. And so we have to have accountability partners who are going to speak truth in our lives. But if you have somebody who is speaking truth in your life, they need to speak it in a way that is still edifying and affirming and not malicious so when we're talking about pushing the delete button, we got to get rid of the childish talk in our vocabulary. We got to get rid of the childish conversations, the immature conversations that we have. And when you're not mature in your faith, the byproduct of your conversation is immature talk. And you have this childish talk. And Paul, when he's writing this scripture, when he's writing this passage, he's talking here in this passage of scripture, Paul has, has, has walked with God. And he has grown up in his faith. And as he reflects and look back over his life, he was like, man, I used to be one who used to send letters and say, send me all the Christians because I'm going to kill them. And he's saying, man, that was really stupid. That was very immature. And now, now, now that he's grown up, he's like, man, I, I've, I put all of that talk away. I put all of that foolishness aside because I've had an encounter with God. So my question. When to you, when something is not going on, when you're not in chapel, when you're not in your Bible classes, when you're not around your Christian friends, what's your talk like? What's your conversations like? You know, when you when you are sliding into DMs, what is the conversation like? And if you are, are, are sliding into DMs with childish talk, then if you are the recipient of that DM slide in, your response should be delete. Far too often, far too often, the reason why the body of Christ cannot be edified and uplifted is because the people of God are committed to childish talk. I wonder what life would be like on campus here and in your own life if we were a people who were committed to deleting childish talk. I wonder what life would be like on campus if we were a people who were committed of saying, I am not going to let no corrupt conversation come out of my mouth. Now, I can't control what comes out of your mouth, but I can control what comes out of mine. So you have to be willing to say, man, I am going to, if I'm going to be all in, if I'm going to, to make the shift in my life, I'm going to push the reset button. Pushing the reset button, when it comes to the delete button, it starts with deleting childish talk you got to change you got to change the way that you speak and here is what that means that means that you have to be a lot you have to be a lot more disciplined than what you are right now and you know I'm the person I'm the person that you know I struggle with the filter and sometimes the very first thing that comes out of my mouth I mean it comes to my head it comes out of my mouth well I have to be more disciplined than that if I'm going to be committed to edifying the body of Christ You can't say everything that just comes to your mind that's not that's not good That's not good and and so so Paul is saying hey if 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 you're going to grow in your faith if you're going to be who God's called you to be the very first thing that you have to do is he says man you got to delete childish talk but then not only does he say number one you got to delete childish talk but then the second thing that he says is you got to delete childish thoughts childish thoughts I love with uh, Philippians 4 and 8, this is probably one of my, my favorite passages of Scripture when it comes to uh, deleting childish thoughts. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So, so if we're going to grow in our faith, Not only do we have to delete childish talk, but we have to delete our childish thoughts. And we have to begin to think on those things that are true, that are noble, that are pure, that are admirable, that are praiseworthy, that are excellent. Because the the, the things that we think about, it drives our actions and interactions with others. So what do you think about? What is your thoughts? filled with throughout the day. When you see things, what do you think about? And those things that you see that you should see, I'm getting in your Kool-Aid tonight and I don't care. You know, and and here's the things that you think about or the things that you see when our thoughts become tainted is when we see certain things and we dwell on them. See, I don't expect any of you to walk around campus like this, right? So I, don't think, I don't expect you to wake up in the morning like, okay, I don't want to see anything evil. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I don't want that, to, that's weird, right? And so it is not that you cannot, it's not that you won't see things. And it's not that thoughts won't try to enter into your mind. It is, again, the discipline that you have of saying, hey, I'm not going to dwell on those thoughts. And when those evil and lustful and negative thoughts come into my heart, I'm going to cast them out and I'm going to only think of those things that are true, that are honorable, that are just, that are pure, that are lovely, that are commendable, that are excellent. Those things that are worthy of, the, of praise, that's what I'm going to think about. And So here is, here is what we do. Let me, just, let me just be honest with you. The reason why our thoughts are so corrupt and tainted is because we allow the sin to dwell and sit on us for a minute. It is, called, it is called pondering. We sit there and we ponder stuff. And we allow, we expose our spirit to things that are ungodly and we, we ponder. And we walk through life with a, hmm. Have you ever just had an encounter something that you knew was not good to your spirit, but it was good to your flesh and you just said, hmm. And that is, that's when those thoughts become, they become real to your life. The more you think about it, the more you're going to act upon it. And so if you continuously think about things that are corrupt, that are ungodly, that are unhealthy, man, you will begin to act out those things that you think of. Man, when I was growing up, what I love about my mom i had um I had probably the most affirming mother ever, my mom you know she was so affirming that sometimes she lied to us and um and and so because i am always if you see me walk through what I love about being on on stage is that you know I appear taller than what I really am and um and so I've always been vertically challenged. I've always, you know, been the short guy. And I just imagine as you're in high school and you're the short guy who's trying, who really likes like the tall girl, right? And I want to tell y'all a story and you got to promise not to laugh too loud and too long. And um, I'll never forget because my mom, I was like, I told my mom, I said, mom, you know, I like this girl. You know, she was a basketball player for our high school. And um, and I said, but you know, I was trying to be easy because my dad was just, my dad was not the person that you talked to. My dad was like, boy, get over it, you know. And, uh, and so, and my mom was like, baby, you know what? The Lord created you in his image and you're special and any girl would love to be in a relationship with you. And I was like, yes, mom. And she was like, you know, and she was she said, you know, and so I promise you are special. She said, I don't see short Jeff. I just see handsome Jeff. And I was like yes yes right and so my mom gassed me up and she was like you know what she said you're special you're awesome you're you know you're the greatest you know and I'm like yes 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 and so um and my brother I'll never forget this it's so funny my brother was always the one my, my brother's crazy and so my brother I'll never forget my mom and I was having this conversation my brother would be in the kitchen and he'd be like don't believe him you know what I'm saying and so uh and, and so true story so i'll never forget you know cuz i believe that if you're going to be a bear be a grizzly and so if you're going to go if you're going if you're going to go all in go all in you know you either go hard or you go home right and so so it was homecoming and you know everybody was asking people for homecoming and you know i, I wanted to ask this young lady to homecoming and she you know i was here right you know well pretty much here i am now and so um and she was you know there and uh and, and so so everybody kind of like was real you know kind of uh uh creative in the way that they asked girls to homecoming and so I'm figuring like yo I'm gonna be creative as well so it's lunch cafeterias filled and um I did this oh it's so bad and so <laughs> I see her walk in with her friend. She always always ate lunch with the basketball team. So I get on the table and I say, attention, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I have an announcement to make. I, Jeffrey Wallace, this is a true story. It's happened. And uh, I have an announcement to make. Today marks a great day because on this particular day, I'm going to make a young lady's day. My mom said that I was awesome, right? And so, and so I'll never forget, you know, and, uh, and so I, you know, I shot her, I see her, and so, you know, I'll never forget, and so I'm not going to call her name, because y'all might know her, and so, and so, uh, so I called her name out, and I was like, hey, homecoming, me and you, right? And that was it. And I even did like the little, right? And, uh, and this is this is this is what she did. She was like, ew, whatever. And, uh, and so, yo, I mean, like, I got the whole cafeteria's attention just to be dissed, you know? And then she didn't even like play it off, but like, hey, can we talk about this in the hallway? I would have preferred that, you know? And she was just like, I mean, this is just like, whatever, uh, you know? And so, Yo, that is not how I thought about it in my head. And that's not how I envisioned it. But I walked into this place because I thought well of myself, right? And as a man thinketh in his heart, Proverbs tells us, so is he. Now that's funny and, and it is a true story, and I was scarred for life, you know, and um, but the whole point is that I, I was in this moment where I was operating based on what I thought of myself. And when we think of, when we think on godly things, and we think of those things that are pure, that are noble, that are lovely, that are honorable, that are praiseworthy, man, our our life begins to line up in a way where we're, we're, we're we're living our very best self and our very best life. And so you have to be willing to delete those negative thoughts in your mind. Some of us in here will never have the courage. Now, don't do this to be Aaron Baldwin and you're like, hey, attention, attention. Don't, don't do that. And unless you're sure she's going to or he's going to say yes. You know, but, but the point is some of us in here, the reason why we are walking around with our head hung down is because we don't think well of ourselves. Insecurity has robbed you from seeing yourself in the through the lens of the gospel. And you are a person who you don't think that you are pretty enough. You don't think you're handsome enough. You don't think you're cool enough. You don't think you're popular enough. And because of all of these negative thoughts that, are, that you have placed on yourself, you are holding yourself hostage to being who God has called you to be. And if you're going to maximize your greatness, you got to be willing to delete the childish thoughts over your life. You will live and not die. You will be more than an overcomer. You will make it through college. You will experience true love. You will be that great person in that career that you're seeking after. But you got to begin to change your thought process. So Paul says, man, he says, listen, you got to, if you're going to grow and mature in your faith, number one, you got to delete some childish talk. And then number two, he says you got to delete childish uh, thoughts. But then number three, he says you got to delete childish theories or, or the way that you reason with yourself. There are these theories and, and these ways that you reason with yourself that is, is causing you not to really live your very best life. I love what uh, Galatians 5, 16 through 17 says. It says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. I said, you got to make sure that when, as you reason with yourself, you don't compromise your own spiritual integrity by walking in your flesh. But you have to walk in the spirit, man. You got to walk in God's spirit because when you walk in your spirit, then what you do is you kill the desires of your flesh. And the reason why you just, you know, you're, you're compromising your own spiritual integrity is because you're playing double dutch with your emotions, you're you're trying to reason with yourself. Here is what we do, and I say we because I've been guilty of this. Is what we do is we live in sin in a comfortable state because we say that this sin that we're doing is not as bad as the sin that we know somebody else is doing. But can I tell you, sin is sin. And you say, and as you say, well, she's doing this or he's doing that, so I'm not doing that, so I'm I'm good, as if there is if there is categories in heaven. Say, saying like okay like you know what this is upper class sin this is lower class sin this is middle class sin no sin is sin and what we do is we reason with ourselves and we think that we're walking in the spirit because we're not as ratchet as that person or we're not really wilding out like that person and no in the eyes of the Lord you are living a sinful life and you're walking by the flesh and you're gratifying the desires of your flesh. And so Paul is saying, he said, hey, listen, if you're going to push the delete button in your life, you got to stop all of this compromising the integrity of your faith. You got to be all in or out. You got to choose, man. You, think about whatever the rival school is. If you play sports here at IWU, you are, you're not on IWU's team and then the rival school's team. You are, you're rocking the Wildcats. While you're here, you're all Wildcats. And so you cannot, you cannot serve two masters. You can't be a double agent Christian or a double agent individual where today I'm a Christian and tomorrow I'm not. And he said, you got to, he says, you have to delete childish reasoning. You have to make sure that you are walking by the spirit and not by the flesh. Let's look at uh, Psalms 103. It says, "Know the Lord, uh, know uh, that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us and we are His, and we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. So when we know the Lord, we know that He is God. He's God, we're His, we're His sheep in His pasture. So we need to live as such, and we need to stop. Compromising ourselves. We cannot go 100% hard for God until we push delete, the delete button. Hey, can I tell you, when you push the delete button, there's no coming back from that. Pushing the delete button means I'm done with it. Goodbye. You're the weakest link. You got to be willing right now, this moment, students, to push the delete button in your life. Because that's the only way that you're really going to be able to reboot your life. That's the only way you're going to really be able to reset your life. That's the only way that you're going to be able to recalibrate your life is when you push the delete button. And some of us are like, oh, I want to push it, but it feels so good to my flesh. What am I going to give up? Well, I don't know if I can do that. I can't do it. I can't do it. And you're stuck in the alt. And when you're stuck in the alt, you know what that's like? That's like watching that little colorful little spinny ball. You know, on your computers, on the Mac computers, I hate that thing. You know, when it's just like just a little colorful spinny thing and it's just stuck right there. And that's how a lot of you are. You're just like that little colorful spinny ball. You're stuck because you won't push the delete button. And you're stuck in this place where God is like, man, push it. Push it. What do you have to lose? Because from where I'm standing, you have everything to gain. And so you got to push the delete button and begin and be willing to walk, walk in the Spirit. Last passage of Scripture is this. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20 says this. Don't you know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God. You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Your body, your body, your temple, your temple, your temple, your body, your body, it's a sanctuary, the Holy Spirit. You're not cheap trash, you're not a tragedy, a mistake, a oops, a uh-oh, none of that. No, your body is the sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. So you need to honor your body as such. And if your body and your mind and your soul and your spirit has been in a place where it's so desperately in need of the reset button, won't you push the delete button tonight? Won't you just, just push the delete button tonight and go ahead and reset Start over. Start anew. Hey, can I tell you, yesterday is gone. You cannot play rewind in your life. You know, everything that we experienced from chapel this morning, that that time is over. And tomorrow is not promised to any of us. All we have is this moment right here, right here, right now. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to stay stuck in your, your, your colorful spinny ball? Or are you gonna push the delete button? If you're gonna have the boldness and the tenacity and the courage to push the delete button. Because, Lord said, man, when I created you in my image and my likeness, man, I created you uh, with a purpose. So I want you to live on purpose. And so your body is the sanctuary where the Holy Spirit wants to dwell. And so you have to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to rest, rule, and abide within you. Here is this last big idea that I want to just kind of leave with you. If you're taking notes, one big idea just says this. that Hey, you know what? You're going to be young just once. This moment that you're in right now, this season of life that you're in right now, you know, you're, you're never going to get this, this moment back. But without the delete key, without pushing that delete button, you'll be immature for the rest of your life. You may grow numerically, but spiritually you will be very immature. So my challenge for you is to recognize that you have been walking like a child. You've been talking like a child. You've been thinking, reasoning like a child. But today, right here, right now, that you will lay aside all of those childish things, that you will push the delete button in your life and say, God, I need a reset. I need a reboot. I need to start over. Man, yeah. listen, school just started, but I need a reboot right now. I I I need a reboot right now. I came in with, you know, certain expectations, certain ideas, but God, I need a reboot right now. It's not enough just to, Say to God, I want you to take control over my life. It's not enough to, to be in a place where like, hey, I know I need to adjust my priorities and, or I need to align my priorities. I need to adjust my perspective. It's not enough to say, hey, I got to acknowledge God's presence. No, my friends, you got to go all the way in. Hey, step one and step two, that's the easy part. It's third part, that's the hardest part. That's the most difficult part, that part to say, man, I'm a Because See, there's kind of like a sense of commitment. When, when we do it like that, there is a, a commitment of saying, boom, I'm done. And so my challenge and my, my desire tonight is to, to challenge you, everyone in here, if you know that tonight you need to push the, the delete button in your life so you can go through the full reset, Hey, tonight is your night. Tonight is your opportunity. As we get ready to close Summit, man, can we, we close it by pushing the delete button? And I, I'm not crazy enough to think that no one in here needs to push the delete button. There's some of you who you knew even before I would open up my mouth that you need to push the delete button. So reset, start over. I can promise you you're not alone. And so if there's one, hey, I just want to pray over you. And, and I, I, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to come to the altar with your fist closed like this. And, and, and this is symbolizing that, man, you've been holding on to some stuff. There's some things in your life that have that, that you've, been, you've been holding on for a long time. There's childish conversation you've been holding on. There is... There is childish thoughts that you've had. There's, there's childish uh, theories or, or ways that you've reasoned or tried to compromise you had. I want you to come to the altar. And as you kneel, as you kneel here at the altar, I just want you to kneel by opening up your hands and placing it at the altar. What does that symbolize? We're saying, God, that which I've been holding on to, I'm letting go and I'm pushing the reset button. Is there one who will come and who will kneel with me here at the altar and say, Hey, I need to push the release or uh, the reset button. I need to push that delete button in my life so I can reboot. Step one, if you'll just come and, and meet me down here and say, Man, I need to just come fist open and just put it down. As you kneel, just open up your hands and then just release your hands. We release our hands and sign of saying we're letting it go. We release our hands. Inside of saying, in symbolism saying, hey, we're going all in. We're rebooting. We're restarting. We're recalibrating. Come, hands open, but open them up as you get to the altar. That you will release it, release it. And as you open up your hands, open up your mouth and talk to God. Open up your mouth and talk to God and say what you are releasing to him. I'm releasing childish conversation. I'm releasing insecurity. I'm releasing uh, um, childish thoughts. This is what I'm releasing. I'm releasing it because I need a reboot today. I need a reboot right now. I need to start over right now. So just release it. Here at the altar, push the button. Man, when you push the button, the beautiful thing about the reboot is that uh, nine times out of 10, when you push the reboot for your computer, it moves faster, it responds to your touch a lot quicker, and it feels like a brand new computer because it's gone through the process. Go through the process of pushing that reboot button, pushing that delete button. Hey, here's the thing. When you delete it, it's done. Let it go. Don't pick it up again. Don't take it on again. It is done. Let it be done. Let it be over. Let it be deleted. Let it be finished. The Lord wants you to cast your cares, students, onto him. Cast your cares, cast your burdens onto him. And let him be the Lord your God who says, I am the Lord who healeth thee want to see about you. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for these great students who are here, Father. As they are kneeling here at the foot of the altar, God, releasing some stuff in their lives, pressing their own delete button. God, I pray right now that they feel the power of the reboot. That they feel the power of the reset. God, that they feel the power of being recalibrated, Father, and that God, when they rise up from this altar, that they will rise up as new men and new women, ready to be all that you have called them to be. Thank you for what you have done this week. Thank you for all that our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, and the things that we've been able to experience. Now, Father, we recognize that as we've had, uh, like we heard this morning, this mountaintop experience, we, God, so desperately don't want your presence to leave us when we say, you're dismissed. God, we pray that your spirit will dwell with us forever and ever. God, let us conquer our courses Differently, let us conquer our relationships differently. Let us conquer God, our own uh, self-evaluation, God, and self-assessment differently. Let us begin to walk in all that you are, all that you have called us to be and all that you've called us to do. Let us be the men and women that you so desperately desire for us to be. We love you and we honor you, God. As we close this time with a time of worship. God, let us worship with a spirit of liberation of knowing that we are free because we pushed that button. Because we've pushed the delete button, now we can experience the ultimate refreshing. So God, as we worship you, let us feel that refreshing tonight. We love you and we honor you in Jesus' name.